Chapter 20. Luke feared he'd have to wait months between visits to Jen once the snow started, but the weather proved kind that winter. Most days were dry and clear. He didn't have leafy trees to hide behind, but he began to feel safe anyway, crawling through his and Jen's backyards. By mid-January, he could make the entire journey without his heart beating abnormally at all. The odds against someone watching from one of the other barren houses seemed too astronomical to worry about. His only concern was Dad. Dad usually hung around the house a lot during the winter. Without the hogs to tend to, he could easily have been there even more than usual, preventing Luke from ever sneaking out. But suddenly, Dad had taken to heading to town many mornings, yelling up to Luke, I'm going to the library. You've got something up there to eat for lunch, don't you? Or, there's some plastic tubing over to the Slyton. I want to check it out. Tell the boys when they get in from school, you hear? It's that hydroponics notion. Luke bragged to Jen one day in late January while they were sitting at the computer together. I got Dad all excited about it, and now he's too busy with that to notice what I do. What's hydroponics? Jen asked. It was in one of your books, you know, growing plants indoors without soil, just using water and special minerals. Oh, Jen said. Does he think the government would actually let him do that? I guess so, Luke said. Why wouldn't they? Jen shrugged. Why does the government do anything? Luke didn't have to answer to that, didn't have an answer to that. Jen turned back to the computer chat room where everyone was debating fake IDs. Carlos, mom says they won't buy me one until I'm 18 because she thinks the government wouldn't challenge an adult as much and maybe they'll be cheaper by then. Pat, maybe Sean and I will get ours by the time we're 90. Dad and mom have been saving for them as long as we can remember. Yolanda, my dad says he's waiting to find out, waiting to find one that's foolproof. He says there are too many bad ones out there. Jen began typing furiously. Who needs a fake ID? Carlos, they'd probably get one for you that says John Smith, and you'd have to spend the rest of your life trying to pass for an Angelo. My parents have been begging me to get a fake ID for years, but I won't until I ha can have one that, Jen, that says Jen Talbot and is really mine. Have you all forgotten the rally? We're all going to get real IDs. They say that say who we really are. We aren't fakes. We shouldn't have to hide. She jabbed the enter button so hard the computer shook. But Jen, Luke said timidly, I thought you used a fake ID to get to go shopping with your mom. It said you were her niece. Jen turned her fierce gaze to Luke. No, that was just a shopping pass, she said. I don't like using that either, but I figured I can't fight my parents about everything. What they're talking about, she pointed at the computer screen, is taking on a fake identity permanently. Most shadow kids do that eventually. They go live with another family and pretend to be someone they aren't for the rest of their lives. So you'd rather hide? Luke asked. He thought about using a different name, living in a different family, being a different person, and he couldn't imagine it. No, of course I wouldn't rather hide, Jen said irritably. But getting one of those IDs, that's just a different way of hiding. I want to be me and go about like anybody else. There's no compromise, which is why I've got to convince these idiots that the rally's their only chance. There was a shocked blankness on the computer screen after Jen's entry. Then Carlos ventured, um, Jen, got any of your parents' blood pressure medicine handy? Sounds like you need it. Jen stabbed the power button on the computer. The screen instantly went dark. She spun around in her chair and clenched her fists. Ugh, she screamed with a grimace of frustration. Jen, Luke asked. He leaned away from her in case she decided to use those clenched fists. Jen turned to Luke in surprise. 
as though she'd forgotten he was there. Don't you ever feel like saying, I can't take this anymore, she asked. She leaped up and began pacing the floor. Don't you ever want to just walk out into the sunshine and say, forget hiding, I don't care. Am I the only one who feels this way? No, Luke whispered. She whirled around and pointed at the computer. Then what's wrong with them? Why don't they understand? Why aren't they taking this seriously? Luke bit his lip. I think, he said, people just have different ways of expressing what they feel. Those kids make jokes and complain. You run around screaming your head off and tackling people. He's proud of himself for figuring that out, considering he really only knew five people in the whole world. But for the first time, he wondered how the rest of his family would cope if any of them had to hide. Dad would get grumpy. Mother would try to make the best of it, but you'd be able to tell that she was really unhappy. Matthew would be quiet, but would look sad all the time, the way he looked every time anyone mentioned the pigs they couldn't keep anymore. Mark would, gr would gripe so much that he'd make everyone miserable. For the first time, Luke felt a glimmer of pride that he'd dealt with hiding better than anyone else in his family would, he thought. Jen snorted at his explanation. Whatever, she said. She slid back into her chair by the computer. But the rally's in April. I've got three months to make sure everyone's ready. She switched on the computer and began typing furiously again. Luke slipped away a few hours later. He wasn't sure Jen noticed him leaving.